Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. This episode is going to be a little similar to the first solo episodes I recorded, but not really. And it's definitely different from the um, guest episode that I had with my brother and Cody. So today I'm going to talk about a time in my life that was, I think, the most transformative time I had and a time in my life that I'll never forget and I'll always cherish. Um, that being the summer of 2019. For two months, uh, Jan- or July and June and July. And this was the time I spent in the country of Belize. Now you may be wondering where exactly this country is. Um, You might have heard it in Breaking Bad, or I don't know where you'd hear it. It's a small country that's located um, near the Gulf of Mexico, farther down. So it's below Mexico and to the east of Guatemala. Now... To Belize's east is the Caribbean Sea and the Cayman Islands. Um, And so, a little backstory. Going into my senior year at the University of Arkansas, where I graduated from, I needed an internship to graduate um, with with my college program that I was doing. And the opportunity to study abroad came up, and I knew it sounded like a good idea. I know people that have gone to Italy and and other places to study abroad, but I also needed an experience to write a thesis paper on, and this was the perfect opportunity for me. Being in Belize was cheaper than going to Europe. It's cheaper than going a lot of places. The Belizean dollar is a half of the US dollar. So just keep that in mind as I um, tell the stories. So We'll go back even farther. So I graduated from Martin High School in Arlington, Texas in 2016. Before that, my junior year, I didn't really know where I wanted to go to school, so I had some visits set up. I went and visited Texas A&M, Mississippi State University, which is my parents' alma mater, and the University of Arkansas. So those are the three. The first one I went to was Mississippi State, and this was even before my junior year, was to watch football games um, with my family. We'd go up there and have a have a fun weekend, and that was my first taste of like a college campus. Being in Starkville, Mississippi, it's kind of in the middle of nowhere, but it's a really cool college town, and I think I would have had a great time going there to school, but... It wasn't the right move for me. Financially, it was probably the best move. I could receive the most 
grant money and and whatnot, scholarships for going since both of my parents went there. Now for Texas A&M, I visited. This was my first official visit, and I didn't really like the campus. It was plain, flat. It wasn't exciting to me. Now, for the University of Arkansas, a lot of students from my high school go here or go to the University of Arkansas because they have a provision where if you're a neighboring state of Arkansas, you can receive in-state tuition, a percentage, either 70, 80, or 90 percent, based on your high school GPA and your ACT or SAT scores and a couple other factors. So that's why a lot of people do that as well. Um, the school's located in Fayetteville, Arkansas. And another aspect that piqued my interest was their business program. So back in the day, you know, <laughs> when I was thinking about which college to go to, I didn't know what I wanted to study or what my passion was, and I just knew I wanted to be successful. And everyone told me that business degree, you'll have, you know, you'll make money, you'll be successful, whatever that means. And so that's what I chose. They have the Sam Walton College Business, where Sam Walton, the founder of Walmart, um, lived and that's where Walmart started in Arkansas so there was an incentive on that front for me to go to Arkansas and the fact that multiple friends of mine were going it would be a, a comfortable spot to go to school so there's where I go and you know <laughs> the time really flies in, in college so by the time it was you know, my senior year, 2019, I had enough credits to graduate a semester early. All I needed was some sort of experience to write my thesis paper on for the my college to graduate. I can't remember exactly how it came up, but Belize was an option. Uh, I might have saw a flyer. I really need to think about that, exactly how it happened. But Belize is a cheap place. Um, the Belizean dollar is half of a U.S. dollar. And so, and being that it's somewhat close to Arkansas slash Texas, it would be, the airfare would be a little cheap, cheaper than other places. So it was a cheaper option for studying abroad and getting some experience outside the country, expanding my perspective. Now, before I went, I wanted to this is tough. I don't think I was 
conscious of myself wanting to leave and, and get away. But that might have been, that is definitely something that I'm, I'm, I long for is to find a place and, and just be for, for a little bit. Now, this wasn't exactly what was going to happen. Um, I was going to work on a project. So I was going with eight other students that were all business students, but they were a year younger than me. Most students study abroad their junior year. This is my senior year, so I was one year older than everyone. And I didn't have any classes with any of these people. So I was a little concerned about that. I was nervous, anxious. When I scheduled the the trip and I planned it all out, I wasn't it was all exciting. It wasn't real per se in my mind. Now, when it came around to the summer around May, became kind of, it was on my radar, and I was a little, like I said, I was anxious about this thing, so I want to tell this story in a way that makes it entertaining, but also I can explain how I feel about the, the experience. Besides the thesis paper that I wrote on what I did in Belize, I had to write a one-pager about my experience. Not necessarily about what I was doing in my project, but how the experience changed my life. And I'm going to read this letter in a second. Okay. My experience in Dan Griga. In the beginning, way before I ever began to think about concerns such as what items to pack and what vaccinations I need to enter the country, eight weeks sounded like no biggie. I was eager for my summer internship in Dangriga, a small Garifuna town on the east coast of Belize, next door to the beautiful Caribbean Sea where I would be working with the local women's organization, PAWA, to build the chicken coop and garden to help provide sustainable food and additional income for the ladies. As the days in April, then May passed, I began to sour on the idea of leaving my home in Texas to live in a developing community that I knew little to nothing about. When informing my friends and family about my summer plans, everyone said essentially the same thing in a somewhat surprised tone. Eight weeks. Wow, that's a long time. But you're going to be fine. You'll have fun. This wasn't the response I was hoping for. In addition, I read online that there's a level 2 crime warning for tourists throughout Belize, which I later found out to be a tad misleading. Our driver, David, who picked us up from the airport, told us there's a specific four-street area in Belize City that gang violence occurs and that we had nothing to worry about. Nevertheless, this anxiousness occupied my wandering mind for a while, but I eventually found peace when my mother reminded me that the best growth comes from when you're uncomfortable. 
Growth doesn't manifest itself without a challenge. And the most evident one for me wasn't building a chicken coop in the notoriously humid climate of Central America, but rather it was the culture difference between Dan Griga and America. In Belize, it's common for a meeting to be planned for 3 p.m. and people to begin showing up around 3.15 and 3.30, which is the opposite of what is expected in America. This is what I've discovered as Belizean time. And this happened to us a couple times, the longest being when we had to wait close to an hour for our meeting with the camp director for BFLA, the Belize Family and Life Association. Kenrick Gonzalez, about assisting in their professionalism camp. Kenrick apologized profusely and we understood, but still. Another example that jumps out to me is the difference in the way people get around. In Belize, when you want to travel somewhere in town, you walk or ride your bike, which I really enjoy. I love riding bikes. When you want to travel far, you check the bus schedule, grab your belongings, take a cab to the station, or you could walk, and board a school bus going to your destination, which is very similar to the United States, minus online ticket purchasing and air conditioning. But the challenging part is that midway through the ride, the ticket collector makes his way down the aisle, climbing over and under those standing in the aisles to accept your fee for traveling. Many times, our group would board an overcrowded bus and attempt to stand in the aisle while the driver casually bends blind turns going overly fast while simultaneously having to pull out exact change from our wallets. This wasn't so much a personal challenge, but rather a physical test and something I'd never experienced before, so I decided to write about it here. All in all, everything went smoothly, thank God. The life in Griga is slow, compared to the fast-paced United States where people get in road rage, honking wars, the second someone doesn't speed through a stoplight as it turns green. From my experience, the people here care more about the small social interactions that us Americans consciously avoid every day. You'd be hard-pressed to walk down the road without someone checking in with a What up, brother? Good morning. Or take care. <laughs> to make sure you felt important and at peace. This loving attitude is something I'm hoping to take back to the States with me. I believe we all should greet people because they are important and they matter. Not because it is required or you need a favor. Everyone in Belize is very content and happy moving at their own pace. I grew a lot from this. Before, I was like most Americans, always looking towards the future and disregarding the present. Being able to plan for unfelt needs has been dubbed an evolutionary advantage, but sometimes I find it harmful. This logic allowed me to slow down and cherish every moment with the people around me and being okay doing seemingly nothing. It's funny, I barely mentioned my everyday work with the women's organization. <coughs> It's not because the work was unimportant or trivial. I genuinely enjoyed collaborating with my teammates, now friends, to plan out a process, quickly find solutions, and execute on the plan to achieve our goal. I didn't write much about it because my true gratification comes from the big picture outlook. The fulfillment and experience I gained from simply living here, apart from the norms of American life, with a group of amazing people in a special place, is an experience I will carry around every day for the rest of my life.
It's hard to explain how it's going to mold the person I'm becoming, but undoubtedly it has been a life-changing experience. So now that you have a little background on my experience in total from when I finished the experiences when I wrote that, I'm going to detail some stories um, and then eventually talk about how I feel about the experience now. So when I um, when I left to leave, I had a flight from Dallas to Houston in the morning and then from Houston to Belize. I had maybe an hour layover, uh, but I remember when I was in Houston in my layover, I was walking around and hands clammy, just nervous. <laughs> um, I saw this leather-bound notebook, and I figured, I'll just, let me buy this. I'm going to maybe write some stuff down. Um, I'm going to need a notebook because I'm going to be doing things right for building and, and tracking costs and, and things like that. In meetings, I'll need something to write something down, but I eventually wrote down kind of like a recap of every day in this journal that I was there. So <laughs> my first day was uh, June 2nd when I arrived. So I'm going to go through each day and I'm not sure if I'm going to edit edit out the quote-unquote boring days, but I kind of want to just go through and, and kind of give my, kind of just rack my brain on what happened and, and give you all some stories if, if you care to listen. So, June 2nd, day one. Got to Dangriga at 12.40 p.m. Our friend slash driver David took me and Patrick to get beer and a tour of Belize City. <laughs> yeah, so I met Patrick, who is one of my good friends now. I met him in Houston, and we flew to Belize together. And this is the first time I had met Patrick. Keep in mind, I had never met anyone that I went on the trip with beforehand, so... When we got to Dangriga, um, we got picked up by a driver, and let me just tell you, the first thing I noticed, it was like walking, when we got out of their airport, um, no, actually, when we landed, right, you know how you normally can walk from the plane doors um, to the uh, terminal or whatever, uh, we we just like walked down. They had stairs, and and we were immediately outside, and it was so humid and hot that I remember that vividly. I felt like I was in a sauna. I was like, oh, I thought the Texas summers were different, but this is that took a while to get used to. Anyways, so. We had a driver, David, pick us up, and we kind of had to spend some time waiting for the other people to arrive. The um, I will say the plane ride there, it was in the morning, and there was uncomfortable turbulence. Like, 
so I flew from Dallas to Houston, not a not a long flight. And I remember the flight at, or the pilot came on the mic and said, uh, "I'm trying to think of a pilot <laughs> accident," but he basically told us that we couldn't get up because of the turbulence, and it's such a short flight, we wouldn't really need anything. But I was like, oh, here we go. So we had to spend some time before the other people got there. So our nice driver, David, he uh, took us around. We went to a, um, we went to a like little convenience store, I remember. And Patrick wanted some beer. And I don't really drink that much, but you know, I asked, I asked David, what should I drink? And so this is a pivotal moment because I asked him what's his favorite drink. And he told me the Belican Stout. So this is a stout beer, which is dark, has more alcohol, but costs the exact same as the light beer. And this became my beer of choice. We had some beer and he took us around Belize City where we were. He told us about the four-way street where gang violence occurs. And I was just kind of taking in everything. It was, I was still, you know, it didn't hit me that. They stopped, they got some food, I wasn't hungry. And eventually we met up with the whole group back at the airport. And this is the first time I'm meeting the seven other people. So, you know, I'm hoping everyone's cool and, uh, and accepting of me. And they were, absolutely. Um, so we all get in the van, and I'm sitting in the front seat. And so we have a two-hour drive from Belize City to Dandriga, the place that we'll be staying. The drive was scenic. It was beautiful, much like the whole, whole country of Belize is. The mountains, the lush green life being in the Caribbean it was it was beautiful and it took about two hours um, I remember sitting in my seat and it was like you know how you can adjust the seat it was like forward so I was sitting forward if that makes sense and I was like cranking my neck to talk to everyone um, and I was so like I guess I was nervous. I just didn't even like think about adjusting the seat. I didn't want to ask the driver and come across like an American, like just complain or does the seat go back? If I asked that and then he says, no, it's actually broken. I would feel upset in, in a little way, but I uh, eventually he's like, you know, you could put the seat back. I was like, <laughs> That was kind of like um, a little bit of an icebreaker in a, in a way. So we get to Dangriga. We pull in a small town, very small town on the coast, right by the water. And we're staying at Pal, yeah, Pal, Sal's guest house or Pal's guest house. And in like these little like hotel rooms 
like four four guys to a room. I was living with Patrick and um, Andrew, so maybe three. Yeah, three. So we get there, and there's um there's a guy that we call the Coconut Man. His name is Stephen, and I'll have some stories about this man because he basically is this. He's like this ripped old Belizean guy. Skin is super dark, just sunbathed. He's walking around without a shirt. He has his like a gray beard. He's a shorter man, but he's you could tell he, you know, he's a, a, was an athlete at the time. Um so he goes and cuts all the coconuts off the trees and carries them around in a bag. He also would cut and bring mangoes, or mangoes is what they call them, and other fruit. But he welcomed us with some coconuts. He cut them open, and we drank the coconut juice, or the coconut water, I guess. And, you know, you can eat the fleshy part, too, so we had some of that. And I felt it was good to have, it was a very nice gesture, and that's that's kind of a microcosm of, Belize in general. Everyone's nice and takes the time. So we did that and then we had dinner down the road with um, one of our sponsors. So I went there with a company with a nonprofit Peacework and they have people that live in Belize that kind of they're like ambassadors for the Americans coming there and they kind of keep us on the right path and give us rules and, and things of that nature. So we go down the road to have dinner with uh, Hannah, who's our uh, PeaceWork sponsor. Um, and she lives in Belize. So she, you could tell immediately, she's this she's this white lady, she's tall, thin, and she has dreads. <laughs> um, we had, I think it was like jerk chicken, rice, beans. There was some fish there. And we're right on the coast. Like, while we're eating, they have, they were playing, um, there were people playing the drums that were kind of, you know, having some ambiance and music for us. And it was very nice and, and relaxing. It was also hot as hell. Like, I'm wearing a cotton tee, just drenched everyone's like kind of adjusting and it probably took about five days to adjust to the heat um but you could see we're sitting right near the water um beautiful place and you could see the sky kind of changing a little bit it looked like a storm was coming so we kind of finished dinner and then we're all talking with the lady who is from the University of Arkansas, she's a professor that is there with us. She's the one who's really keeping us on track. Let me have some coffee. So she's kind of giving us the rundown. She's like, all right, this is, this is a place you can go, grab some food. Um, she's kind of getting our... Um, kind of gauging us, how we're doing, things of that nature. We're all talking. 
And so this is also the time um, where the NBA Finals are on. So being we had we had four girls and five guys. Um, and we wanted to watch the NBA Finals. So we were kind of like, where do we do this? And we walked from that place. And we are just walking around kind of the, the town trying to find, you know, a place where we can watch the game. So we roll up to this shack. And they have this TV on, a small TV with, they have the game on. And people are gathered around, they're drinking beer and everything. And we go up and say hi and everything. We buy beer and we sit and watch the game. So we're talking shit and everything. I'm a Warriors fan or a Steph fan. And there's people that are rooting for the Raptors. And it's a good time. This is fun. In probably like the second quarter of the game, we're hanging out there. I'm getting to know the people that I'm with as well. The sky starts to turn this dark purple and then starts pouring rain, like just a downpour. And so we're sitting in this like open shack. We have a roof, like a like a metal roof. And the sides are open, you know. I'm wearing Birkenstocks, and it's just, like, we're dressed for the, you know, the Caribbean, hot and everything, and then it just starts pouring. The rain eventually is going into the shack, like, sideways. So we all get up, and we're, like, huddled in the middle. And this was a uh, normal occurrence over the, the time I was there, being it was considered... A little before hurricane season is what I've what they told me, but it was we all were huddled in the middle and this is day one, keep in mind. All of a sudden it was like the most insane thing I've been I've experienced in terms of like the elements in Earth. The sky Lightning and thunder started to happen, and it was the most humbling, loud thunder and lightning strikes that I've ever, the closest I've ever been as well. It looked like someone literally turned the black, purple night sky. They turned the light on. You could see everything. I'm not even exaggerating. And then the loudest lightning strike would hit. And it felt like it was getting closer. We would see the lightning bolts hit near us. And starting to ask people, like, uh, like, are we safe here? Should we run back in the rain? We're underneath a metal roof. Um, and the lightning is very close. So this happened. We're sitting there for like, 35 minutes just clinching you know just afraid of what what's gonna happen it was it was it was frightening um but that was kind of our welcome welcome to belize moment that night um 
eventually the rain kind of died down a little bit and we ran back in the rain and got into our place and I fell asleep. I wrote this. Went to a sports bar to watch finals game two and one of the worst storms ever happened around the small shack we were in. Loud lightning, windy rain. So that was day one. I remember talking to, there's a guard for the, the place we were staying at. And I was like, is this a, does this happen normally? Is it like, should we expect this? And he told me, he said, this is, you're in hurricane season, man. And he just played it off and it was, it made me feel better, but. Yeah, that was day one of my trip. So, <laughs> I was thrown into the fire, I guess. I think I'm going to end this episode and just give you my day one. And I'll be back and I'll find another story to tell to kind of give some progression to the story. But, thank you for listening. Um, if you want... Uh, to be on the podcast or you're interested if you want to talk about something let me know let's get it rolling i'm pretty open to having anyone on the podcast that wants to be on and hopefully you enjoyed this episode and yeah i'll be back with more adios